Yeah, hello everyone. <laughs> I can't get enough of that intro. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, you're listening to uh, Whiskey Wednesday, a podcast and video um, where we talk about technology, more specifically development. And uh, today we are going to talk about how you can use Twitter for yourself. So we're going to talk a little bit how uh, you can get opportunities opportunities there and a little bit how to grow there and also if we have time left some pitfalls you can fall into when doing that um, we have some amazing guests uh, in the show today um, first Catalin uh, Pitt is uh, a junior developer in based in uh, Romania at the moment we have Telmo a software engineer based in Portugal and we have Dimitri an ad hack Hack instructor, a freelancer uh, based in Ukraine. So, how are you guys doing? All good. Awesome. Uh, Happy to be here. here. Good, good, man. Th uh, thank you for having me on this uh, podcast or yeah, thanks. series. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, oh, we lost. Who did we lost we Scott. Tell me. No. Scott, yeah. No, I'm here. We lost. <laughs> okay. We, oh, there. Yeah. I think we uh, we can just I'm start back. by. Sorry, guys. By... Welcome back. We can start by talking a little bit about our own experience in uh, the Twitterverse. I think everyone has a little bit of a different uh, experience. I think um, let's start with the uh, Catalan. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey. I think you started not that long ago. Uh, yes, I started on Twitter actually in, in 2010, but I didn't use it. So I started uh, using it properly in January. Uh, but I was on Twitter on November and December as well, but I didn't post as much. Uh, just occasionally looking. Um, it's been six months now. I want I want to say that I used to hate Twitter. I never understood uh, its purpose. I, I never liked it. But on this in these six months, man, I, I just love it. It kind of becomes uh, an addiction. So <laughs> it's been a crazy six months. Uh, I met lots of new people, lots of cool people like you. Oh, I met all of you on Twitter, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I can say I made friends, even if you don't consider me your friend, I still consider you my friends. <laughs> so, You're our friend. <laughs> so, yeah, this is my intro about Twitter. Uh, I'll go into more specific details when we, when you start asking questions. Okay. Telmo, can you tell us a little bit about your journey on Twitter? Sure. I actually created an account on Twitter back in 2007. Um, but I, like Kathleen, I never actually uh, engaged uh, on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I did the occasional tweets. That's it. Uh, then I have I had like several accounts after that. Um, I got tired of Twitter, so I deleted an account. After a few months, I was back again. Uh, so I created an account last year again, but like Kathleen, I also started like this year in January. And I guess that's when I actually understood like the whole tech community on Twitter, which is amazing. People are really supportive. 
Um, so yeah, it's been a fun journey. And as you know, I like to tweet dumb stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> D- Dimitri, what can you tell us? You told me before that you got some uh, great opportunities out of Twitter. Can you tell us a little bit? About yeah, I think I think Twitter has contributed a lot to my uh, growth. Um, it has accompanied me through my journey uh, lately. Uh, I, I've I've started to use Twitter probably like around two years ago, maybe one half year. Not not sure even, but uh, like. I was inspired by all these posts, like learning public, uh, like 100 days of code and stuff. And I tried it myself and I got really addicted to Twitter. Uh, I landed uh, the egghead uh, instructing job, job, not a job, but fun thing to do on Twitter. Uh, and I formed a lot of connections on Twitter that helped me drastically throughout my journey as software developer. Cool. Uh, Scott, I also know just a very little about your Twitter journey. Can you tell us, or the audience, about your... Can you hear me? No. Scott? Um, yeah, I mean, Twitter oh. for me, I, I set up my first Twitter account. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I think there's a delay. Of some sort. Scott. Maybe Scott's uh, connection is not uh, yeah. very stable yeah. because he, dro- uh, he dropped it before as well. Was it for everyone? Uh, I was hearing it a minute ago. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just going to talk about a little bit of my journey. Maybe when I'm finished, uh, Scott's uh, connection is better. Um, yeah, I also started like Telmo like <laughs> in 2008, I think, April, where I started my Twitter account. And I just also tweeted like stupid stuff with no followers, like, I'm eating a banana bread. <laughs> and oh, yeah, coding is so cool. Probably, I don't know. I don't even want to go back and look what I tweeted back then. Um, but I started using Twitter a little bit more seriously in starting in December, I think, um, I, when I did a giveaway. And uh, it got me quite of a load of uh, followers. And from there, I got more followers the more I tweeted stuff. And um, yeah, I in the past also, I got quite a few uh, opportunities from from Twitter. I think two of the past jobs I had originated in Twitter. Oh, cool. Scott is back. Can you hear us? Can we hear you? No. I guess there's a huge delay on the, yeah. on the sounds. Okay. Yep. Yep. Scott. Okay. I think we are experiencing some technical difficulties. Wow. Okay. So I will talk um, at a delay. So, yeah, I'm really not sure what's going on with it. So um, I'll I'll, I'll just talk and um, uh, 
I, I set up my um, my Twitter profile in uh, 2009 as a back when I was writing to Android phones, and um, after that, I um, uh, like that the rest of the guys. I didn't really know how to how to use it, what was what it was for, and um, uh, I, I think there was an issue I had with one of my with an Android phone, and then. I started just searching on it and finding stuff and other people who, um, who, who used it properly and, um, found uh, pretty much like the dev community. I found a really good sort of, uh, community of Android enthusiasts and, um, pretty much just knew how to use it from now. Uh, small scale, uh, you know, I, I didn't really sort of get a lot of engagement for what I tweeted and stuff like that. But um, it was a really good feeling where you could just sort of talk to people about anything you needed to. And then uh, back when I started learning web dev in 2016, I set up a, another account to do the same sort of thing and just engage and um, get what I can out of the community. Um, unlike everyone else, I haven't really had any uh, job offers or, um, you know, there's the, I've got a speaking gig from uh, Jesse uh Otten, i think that's no, not jesse on um from graph cms that was that was really good um so it, it does open doors for you in that respect so yeah i'll be quiet now and let my um my, the delay catch up with everyone okay um yeah so when i started twitter like it's overwhelming right uh like you are there like with like four or five uh followers and you wonder like, wow, this person has a thousand followers. Uh, how do I get there? Um, what do you guys think is a great way to get like started with uh, getting some meaningful followers and uh, getting some also meaningful content on your timeline? Um, I mean, I think I had the wrong idea when I actually created the Twitter like back back in the day, uh, because I had the sense that why people are not actually liking my content. Uh, the thing is that the mindset I had it was that whatever I share, like why they don't actually like it. So I think you need to find like your niche of uh, people. So in, uh, for my specific case, I started to realizing that people really liked when I share tips, like JavaScript tips, CSS tips, etc. So I guess that's, I went from there and I tried like sharing more and more tips. That's when I realized, okay, people really like this, but you know that that's your audience. So, you know, you need to focus on that. You can like obviously shift a little bit like from times to times but you know your audience and i guess that's that's for me it's the main thing like you need to focus on your audience you need to engage and from there you just need to wait that's pretty much it and keep posting yes uh, anyone else has an, uh, a good way to get started First of all, uh, decide what you are good at and try to do that. I used to do like, I used to I used to post everything on Twitter, but not useful stuff. 
So one day I decided, okay, what I'm good at, I, I'm a junior developer. I went through some um, rough periods, so maybe I can share what I learned, uh, what I did, and things like that, and maybe I can help other people. Uh, so that's what I did. In the beginning, I used to do that mass uh, tagging of people, <laughs> asking them, how do you prevent burnout and things like this? Um, so I, I figured it out that that's not a good way of engaging with people by spamming them. Uh, it's not a good way of uh, using 10,000 tags to get people. So just try to find something you are good at. Find people around that area or in that area, interact with their accounts, see who they follow, see who follows them, see who interacts with them, see uh, people they interact with, try to interact with those people. Uh, never mess tag, tag people in messes. Um, don't spam hashtags. Uh, don't ask people to follow you back. Don't. The, I, these are uh, common. This is common sense, but for me it wasn't. Just do you post quality content. Focus, focus on what you are good at. Uh, interact with people, and you'll start to see your account grow slowly. Yes, I totally agree. Um, you have to get started with uh, following some uh, people that are in the niche you, you you define for yourself. So every account should have some sort of niche. Like I think all of us, we are web developers or others are, uh, I don't know, cooking recipes. But um, it should be mostly that kind of content. Um, even though you can share stuff about your, your own life. But then you can follow people that are in that niche. Uh, as Catalin said, interact with them, uh, write helpful uh, comments back. And before you know it, you have like a couple of more followers just because you helped someone out and other people found it helpful. I think the one of the biggest secrets to get started with Twitter is to... Uh, to help others in the replies when someone has a question or some uh, opinion exchange, um, it's, it's always great. Yeah, and when I say interact with people, it doesn't mean to sp spam all their tweets with, uh, I agree, well done, no, and no. things like that. Uh, only reply if you feel like you have something uh, useful to add. Yes, definitely. I feel, I feel like one of the most valuable advices that you could have when you're starting out on Twitter is that you have to be authentic. Um, this is something that many people are, are really, really losing at. So they are trying to be someone else than they are. Uh, they're trying to, to post something. They're trying to get the followers. They're too much focused on the like vanity metrics, on the followers count, on the, uh, on the likes, on the retweets but they are not being who they really are. I think, I think if you are really like have some thoughts and if you are starting out small, it's better that you go step by step slowly. You, you just, as guys said, you find your audience, uh, you start uh, like doing the, the targeted tweets on that audience, uh, whether it be educational content, which is like all we know, it's not uh, going that great. Uh, or it's fun content, which is going better always. Like people love fun content. Uh, like 
jokes, memes, uh, GIFs, etc. So you just find your your solution for that. Uh, you don't uh, like your you don't have to be hypocrite. You don't have to uh, put a mask on yourself. Just be yourself. Go like follower by follower. Engage with interesting people. As Catalin said, you don't need to like really spam something on the people and answer on every tweet. Like if you have something that which is like really adding to the discussion or if you have uh, a conversation starter, you can also do that on Twitter. So if you have a question or if you have uh, a topic which could be a good uh, starting point for the like big threat, go ahead and do it. Uh, you can even like, of course, this may account as the mass tagging, but you can also ask people to answer you like, okay, I have this kind of topic. What do you think, Catalin? And tag the person. If it's not offensive, if you're being polite, and if you are being uh, honest with yourself and the other person, then usually, like, I would reply to those tweets always. Uh, so if it's if it's really something that doesn't make me angry, I would be up for participating in discussion, especially if the person is looking up at me and asking me to participate in something. And this is something that, uh, that all people on Twitter shall know, because if People think that, okay, there is a guy, he has like 20,000 followers or 50,000 followers. He'll probably never answer to me. This guy or girl, they will be afraid. And this is like never going into the right direction. Like if you, if you want to start a discussion with somebody, write them if, you, if they have DMs open. This will probably work out in the most of cases if the person doesn't have the like huge list of DMs unanswered. Those are probably the good starting tips that I would follow, at least. Uh, yes. Cool. Um, you, you talked about, Dimitri, you talked about um, DMing people. Uh, I, I feel like I should, should slide in there a little bit and um, <laughs> display what not to, um, how not to start a conversation um, on, on Twitter. Like, I get um, tens of messages every day on Twitter and... 80% of them are like only hi or hello exactly like without without a concrete question if you want to get the attention of someone it doesn't even matter if it's a twitter uh, someone on twitter or another person that's more important or more or busier um, you you keep it short and sweet but um, go in with a concrete question or a concrete a proposal um, hello I am this and this um, I liked your uh, content on this and that and uh, I have a question about this uh, maybe you can help me the problem is this and this um, what, what are your thoughts on this um, so yeah. it's usually the kind of that would go for anything though you don't you don't just send you don't just send an email to someone with hi Yeah. Or, or or a letter or any other sort of forms of communication um and uh i don't know i think a lot of people think it's just just an icebreaker or just a, a tester to say you know are they going to reply to me and a lot of the time i mean i don't get uh, a great deal of dms um probably because i'm not female um but um uh, a lot of um Uh, especially females on Twitter, you, you, you'll just see screenshots of just high, uh, you know, just, just like one-liners 
and it's just not the way to start a conversation it's just like what you said mark it's um you need to it's the same if you're going to write an email to someone you need to be respectful of their time and just say look xyz this is you know this is the situation hi how you doing this is the situation i've got you know this that and the other uh what do you think of this you know and a lot of the times just to help people out as well you can actually phrase a response just to say you know to, to be extra sort of uh mindful of their time and how they would uh reply to you you can you can just give them options yes i'd like to talk to you about this you know uh no can't do it right now but maybe another time or you know what you're dming me for sort of thing so there's um there's ways to to do it over just a a high um so i mean that's that's the same thing not just for twitter but i do know it is on there a lot and just just for for most things in general if you're reaching out to someone um just to have yeah. that information don't, an introduction don't ask to maybe. marry them straight away that's also yeah. something i see uh, from mainly from female uh, users oh yeah i got another marriage proposal or something uh, yeah oh we have a, an think, interesting I, question oh yeah go ahead go ahead i think the good rule of thumb for the people who are reaching out via dms and and writing hi is like just to think before sending the message like would you reply to that message yourself if you yeah. if you would get this message in your DMs, if the answer would be yes, then probably go ahead and try. If like yeah. hundred people don't answer you, probably you're doing something wrong, and you should yeah. reconsider what you are deeming as right and what you're deeming as wrong. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have another question here from or a question here from Danny. How do you feel about accounts taking your posts? I know many of you, including myself, find people taking your posts. How do you how do you deal with that? Um, I suppose he's talking about people just copying and reposting uh, your content, right? Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. I have a funny story. Yeah, go ahead, Dimitri. And you know the story. Someday, uh, I just posted something that was like, I don't know, what CSS stands for, wrong answers only, or something like that. And that was exact same tweet by you, done like probably an hour before, or like 30 minutes before, Mark. Uh, and uh, basically, maybe I just saw it and I didn't like, took it into account, but I subconsciously put it into my head and then I put it. But I, I like, I meant nothing wrong and I didn't want to steal it, but somehow, it ended up there. But what I want to say is that like Twitter and opinions and developers especially, like we are quite tight circle on the Twitter. And tweets will duplicate themselves over time. Yeah. Like of course it's something which is quite unusual to see the tweet which has been tweeted like two hours ago by other person, the very same tweet in two hours. This is this is stupid. But I feel like if somebody has tweeted something and it was like reworded and has been tweeted some years ago, some months ago, maybe the person even didn't mean that. It could be that uh, they just had the same opinion. They could be thinking the same direction. Maybe they're facing the same problem. This could be the case. And like for me, I haven't really encountered people stealing my posts or copying my posts with changing wording, etc. But I mean, I probably I wouldn't be outraged with that. 
especially like it's not an educational post. If it, it would be an educational blog post or a video content, then yes, probably this is something which is subject to copyright infringement. But for, for tweets, I think it's quite like, I would say it's it's gray zone topic because tweets are is not something that is like super unique that everyone hasn't tweeted what JavaScript stands for for 5,000 times already. And you will just say, okay, I won't read that again. Yeah. I think the thing is that the, the content on there gets turned around so often. And um, you, you could tweet the same thing, you know, several times a day. And a lot of people would only see one of those. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just the nature of the platform. It's, um, uh, what's the word for it? It's, you know, you're, you're in that moment at that time, unless you've got that weird algorithm thing on where it shows you the best tweets first. It's, uh, um, it's like a chronological thing. So you, you get them as they turn up. And if you don't see it, then you, you, you know, you're only going to come across it if you do some random search, I guess, or someone else retweets it from doing something similar. So, um, I don't think anyone should feel bad about reposting stuff or uh, someone said it a couple of weeks ago that y you post something and you, you, you know, you expect the whole world to see it and be like, Oh, wow. What, a, what an insightful post and you know, things, things like that. But um, you know, I'd say hundred percent, 99% of the time it, it's missed and you know, not the amount of people you're, you're expecting to pick it up would pick it up. Um so just just do it. I mean, um, going back to Danny's question though, um, my my tweets aren't funny enough or insightful enough for anyone to uh, want to <laughs> to copy them and repost them. So um, I guess I've got that going for me. <laughs> uh, also, we know that on Twitter we don't retweet stuff; we just rephrase it and make it uh, as our own. But jokes yeah. aside, I I had people copying my. Um, tweets word by word and yeah. I, I couldn't even get mad because it was a post celebrating 2,000 people, uh, not 2,000, 20,000 people following me. So he copied word by word with all the people <laughs> I tagged and everything. And it just didn't make sense in his situation. So I, I spoke to him and he said, oh, I just like the tweet and I copied. But yeah, I think Danny is talking about those people that literally uh, copy paste your tweet. Uh, and even though the ideas are not unique, I mean, not all of them, I don't think is the right way to copy tweets uh, uh, word by word. For example, if I copy what CSS stands for and you do the same post, that's something that's uh, that's not unique and everybody can say it. But if I talk about like some event in my develop in my developer life, if I can say like that and somebody copies word by word, then that's not good because it doesn't make sense for them. So I think everybody should try to be uh, unique and talk their thoughts because everyone is unique um, and everyone has something to share. There is no point in copying anybody. You don't get far. I had yeah. a guy copying yeah. everything I wrote on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and I just uh, talked with him and he deleted everything. But yeah, there is no point in doing that. Yeah, I think that um, like there are accounts that systematically copy your posts that do well. But even though on those accounts, I would say um, being copied is like the biggest form of flattery. So when someone copies yeah. something you post, 
even though it's something like you spend a lot of time on, like, I think it's, it's great because it means that you're doing something right, that you have some, uh, some, something important to add to something or funny or whatever, but uh, it, it adds value to someone or to enough people that uh, someone needs to copy it. I think it's, uh, it's approval in many cases. Yeah. Um, when when uh, uh, Caitlin was was talking about the um, the the guy just just straight up retweeting everything he I mean not retweeting but like parroting his tweets, I I was thinking that was like a bot. I thought the guy had just made a bot and it it, it just got it to you know to to tweet the content Caitlin made, which um, is a is a good topic as a developer. I mean, um, has anyone made a Twitter bot here? I think that's one of the first things I got into as a um, uh, doing development, uh, like web development, was just playing about the Twitter API. And um, it's how I sort of got engagement going to begin with. Um, we were bought where I'd have like keywords and I'd retweet or, or like um, random things, which sort of match like a, a keyword array. And uh, sometimes you get replies and stuff like that. So that, that helped. Um, but I, I was just wondering if um, that was the case with uh, with Caitlin when he was talking about it. But it just sounded like the guy was just straight up copy pasting his tweets, which is uh, yeah. it's quite it's quite funny. <laughs> uh, so, so Mark, there's um, Danny's question. Two ones above that. There's one from uh, Rob Kendall, who uh, comments on your shirt, which everyone should. Uh, oh. uh, uh, do you have allocated time for scheduling posts? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the one. Yeah. So uh, I'm. Um, I've sort of um, pared down my my time on on Twitter recently because um, it, it it can just take up all of your. It's like TikTok. I, I've uninstalled TikTok as well from my phone. It just just sucks up all your time. Um, so I've I've uninstalled it from my phone intentionally, and I'm just using Twitter um, like on my computer when I get a break, sort of thing. Um, so I'm not one of these sort of heavy users and uh, I don't schedule tweets or anything like that. Um, and I'm pretty sure from speaking to Caitlin in the past, I don't think you do it as like a, a full-time job. Um, but I think it's a good question um, for, for Rob, because uh, I'm guessing that some people are watching and use things like buffer and some of these sort of uh, aggregation tools for, for, for Twitter. So um just just what's your your opinions or if, if you've done anything like that i think it's uh it'd be a good one to sort of go through yeah um i can take a take on this um so at first i didn't schedule anything uh but once i started actually sharing the tips etc i started realizing that twitter can be like really time consuming so i started kind of scheduling the tips so i would take probably half an hour uh after dinner every day i would build the tips, uh, write the posts and schedule them for the next day. Then I kind of dropped that, but I would save the tweets as drafts. So you still need to go into Twitter and post the tweets yourself. Um, and now since I have the Twitter um, schedule, the, the feature they introduced like a few weeks ago, I'm starting using it again. So basically it's like, between, between half an hour and an hour, uh, depends on the date. 
but usually like every day if I have an idea, if I have a tip to share, so I just schedule. So I don't actually have to log in into Twitter uh, during the day. Yes. Uh, I am using um, scheduling like very, very poorly. Like I, <laughs> I bought an expensive subscription to something called Hype Fury um, just like a week before Twitter introduced the scheduling <laughs> uh, functionality. So that's money down the drain. But um, <laughs> don't, don't laugh. Okay, yeah, it's funny. Um, it, it, it's not really money down the drain because they have some cool features. I used to use uh, Hype Fury as well. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I noticed that I like way more tweeting ad hoc. Maybe it's a little bit random when you watch my timeline. Then there's like 20 posts within an hour and then like two days, nothing. And um, But... Yeah, I don't know if I, I think I just tweak something when I think about it, except yeah. some very rare things where I prepare something today where I don't want to repeat the same type of post that I just did and I just schedule it for the, the day after. Yeah, so, so I think this goes back to what I was saying before about um, uh, like the, like everything being in, in the now on Twitter and, You know, you could be crafting this perfect tweet and send it, and you wouldn't really get the the um, uh, the engagement you're you're after, really. So, um, I always find it it's a bit contrived if you do things like that. And you know, if I have done things like that in the past, I've just felt I wouldn't say dirty, but I just like um, I don't think if it it conveys sort of me as the sort of things I'd be asking anything myself, anyone myself. So um, I, I, I don't, you know, just, what I do on this, I just, I think pretty much like you, Mark, is just as things come to me, I'll just, just, just post them out um, and, and just sort of hope for the best with regards to that. Um, but uh, uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever used any any scheduling tool. I think I may have at the, the the very sort of beginning used something. I think I don't think it was Buffer. I think it was something similar to that, where it just you give it a load of keywords and it it, it gives you stuff to tweet, and it, it just didn't really feel like the sort of thing which I thought added value for anything I wanted to be putting into the world, really. So, um, yeah, that's my sort of opinion on that. I think. I used yeah, to... I haven't used the. Uh, sorry, Kathleen, go ahead. Go, go ahead, go ahead. It's fine. Uh, I haven't actually used the schedule for weeks now, uh, so I'll pretty much it's if there's an idea coming to mind, I just tweet it. And that's it. I just go there, either on iPhone or the on my laptop. I just tweet it, and that's it. Uh, it's, yeah. It sounds like more genuine for some reason. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, why, I think so. That's, that's why I stopped yeah. using the schedule. Yeah, if people uh, see that you tweeted through Buffer or High Fury or things like that, they might see that it's not you basically posting that and, and they don't feel like engaging maybe. But yeah. for me, it worked pretty well and it works pretty well. And uh, for example, I can share articles or announcements or things like that at a specific time. Or when I sleep, for example, I used to do that quite a few times. Uh, Hype Fury, for example, is very useful because uh, you can post 
two things no you can post the same thing on two platforms so they allow you to post on twitter and they automatically post a screenshot with your tweet on instagram as well they have evergreen evergreen tweets um which they automatically retweet for you if they had good engagement things like that but yeah oh, it depends great. for for me uh, it works pretty well and i use it not that much but i use it because i just cannot stop myself from tweeting when i have an idea i i can rarely stop myself so does, does the retweet come from your account caitlin um sorry so when they say if, if they find if there's like good engagement on this particular tweet does it does it retweet it from your account for you or is it from another account and it retweets it? No, for example, let's say you have a very good tweet today and you can add it as, a, as an evergreen tweet and then you can turn the, I don't know how it's called that feature, but basically it retweets all the tweets you marked as evergreen, but be aware because you can become spammy. If you don't set it correctly, it's gonna retweet every hour a tweet. So you're gonna spam everyone. Imagine 24 tweets in 24 hours, basically one tweet per hour. And if you tweet something else, okay. uh, it adds up. For example, a well-paid jig or what his handle uses, High Fury. So you can see how it works on his account. Who is that he uses it, sorry? A well-paid gig oh, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah. uses it uh, heavily, so. Cool. I have here another a comment. I just, uh, I lost it. Um, oh, I think I, yeah, I should weigh in on this. Ali Patek asked, don't you think you're over positive and overusing emojis? Uh, I think I should weigh in here. Um, have you looked at Twitter? Twitter is a war zone. Like people are ripping each other's head, heads off for nothing and um maybe some some things yes but it's basically a war zone where everyone is against each other it's when you're in the wrong place it's very it can become very negative and so i think when people are positive there's no, no, no such thing as over positive like yeah you're adding positive like maybe a lot of possibility uh positivity for your account to the whole Twitter, but all in all, it's like 5% by 95% uh, ratio. And also, I love emojis. <laughs> Nothing wrong with too much. I don't think there's a, there's a thing as too much emojis. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm super emoji user. Like, I, I'm just using emojis all the time. I, sometimes I get this thought, like, do people think that I'm dumb? from just using emojis so much, but then like, okay, I just love it. I can live with that if somebody thinks I'm dumb. I don't know why some people yeah. are so uh, triggered by people being over positive. I, I, I have yeah. to be honest. I don't I don't like people that are too positive. I mean, I they don't bother me or something like that. They are just not my type, but I'd rather prefer someone uh, pumping uh, positive stuff, over positive stuff, cheesy stuff and things like that, uh, rather than negative people or people trying to uh, bring other people down. So if you don't like somebody, just don't look at his or her tweets un unless they are doing something harmful. Yeah. Just mind, the, the mind block, your- The block and mute button are there for a reason, aren't they, Caitlin? So you can yeah, just mute I... someone, you don't like what you're seeing, just, just mute them, it's fine. Um, yeah, I... A lot of people complain about, um, like uh seeing other people's liked tweets and mm -hmm. 
if you just mute that person, you don't, you won't see that sort of thing anyway. So um, that there's, yeah, there's that sort of entitlement around, you know, people getting angry because they're seeing stuff on their phone. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't know why some people like to punish themselves. If you don't like somebody, why do you keep going yeah, to his or exactly. her yeah, yeah, Just yeah. mute it. Whenever yeah, I don't yeah. like somebody's post, I just mute it and move on until they are doing harmful uh, stuff. And not, and even then, I don't waste too much time. Just mind your business. Let other uh, people mind their business. The internet is big enough for all, for all of us to make it, man. So I, I think you get what you put in as well people like yeah that's true just like just i mean you're talking about uh over positive do you think of danny in the same breath i mean not really the guy is super positive i don't think oh god tone it down danny please you know <laughs> yeah you don't yeah, and- like, you know the, the guy um you know he's there to he, he's he's everyone's cheerleader um yeah. basically so um uh, and if you don't like that, I mean, what is wrong with you? You got someone cheering you on. What What don't yeah. you like about about that? And, um. <laughs> and some people keep. Uh, I I feel like they staying on Twitter just to spread negativity and things like that, and they they don't realize that they are doing uh, a harmful thing to themselves as well. But more yeah. than that, uh, future employers check your social media profiles. So I don't see why would you do that. So be careful on how you use social media, first of all, because of your mental health and because future employers uh, check your account. If you don't like someone, just move on unless they are doing some shady or harmful stuff, then it's totally fine to cancel people, to shout them out or whatever words you want to use for uh, for the word consequence. But just use, yeah, yeah. Use discretion. No, this was really important, Um, I feel, liking and retweeting your own tweets. So so let's let's just think of the the magic emoji with the guy who throws up the confetti. That's what I think every time I like my own tweet or I retweet (laughs) my own tweet, because why not? Um, And this is the thing sometimes we think, that was a good tweet or people need to see that tweet. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it. And I've done it. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I've done it several times and I will like my own tweets. Um, not just to see the number go up um, just because I think that's a good tweet. So where, where, where do you stand on, on, on that? Um, liking your own tweets and retweeting your own tweets. Um, I, I, mean, I, I know some people literally build the business idea, like hyper fury with evergreen tweets on retweeting your own tweets. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I never like my own tweets, but I retweet either like quickly after with some like comment on it, not just retweeting, but with some comment on it, um, yeah. where I feel that the reply is not enough. When you just just like you said, like this was such a good tweet, I need to comment on it again. Love you, Danny. Um, Cheers, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, it that comes a little bit from the early ages of Facebook, where everyone everybody liked their own Facebook status updates. Who did that? I, I never, never did, did that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there are some. There are I some saw plenty of people now, who like, did uh, that. So. Reddit, Reddit. If you post a, a post on Reddit, it'll automatically upvote your post for you. So <laughs> yeah. there are some 
some platforms that do it. So then he says, um, I I used to like my tweets. I wrote Shame on you. I like it. <laughs> but uh, Shame I think, on but I think he but I think he just says he he likes it, not clicking the like button on it. No, this is the thing. I, I wrote a tweet. I liked it. So why shouldn't I like it? Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. Never, ever. <laughs> me, me neither. Uh, <laughs> okay. I do retweet. I do retweet a lot of stuff. Um, but I, I never liked my my own stuff. Um, I, I don't, don't know like why. It. I like what I write. I just don't put. <laughs> I just don't you click like. But but yeah, I never do that. And there's there's these accounts um, uh, from a kid. Uh, I guess it's Kumar. I guess he always does that. So I'm always speaking with him. Uh, he always knows like if he replies something to my tweet, he automatically likes his own reply. Uh, so I'm I'm always speaking with him. I love the dude. <laughs> if I want some cheap likes or cheap retweets, I won't do it myself. I will just put the hashtag like 100 days of code and immediately get the like yeah, I don't know, five, five free likes yeah. five free retweets for sure from the bots uh that's right okay so this is the thing when i was talking about um earlier about uh, making a bot uh, it was 100 days of code which uh, um, got me into into that and uh thank you aman aman mattel um it was his guide which i followed initially to to make a, a Twitter bot, and um, I've yeah, the hundred days of code is a, an awesome movement. Everyone should do it if you need to get good at coding, uh, or just for any 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 habit you want to form. Hundred days of any habit, um, I'll, I'll always plug that any t- any chance I get. But um, uh, there are a lot of bots on that hashtag now, and um, the. The open source code for the 100 days of code twitter bot which aman writ well done aman and i've contributed to as well um that that uh, you would just see some of the things it would retweet and you just see a lot of people just crashing on the on this uh this hashtag because they knew it would get retweeted by a bot with twenty seven thousand followers so um are you guys mindful i mean um I, I don't mean to sort of poo-poo on what you were saying, Dimitri, but um, uh, I mean, do, do you think a lot of people just use hashtags in that circumstance just because they know it will get a retweet from a bot? Or um, I think it just comes back to the authenticity thing um, about trying to just just be your best self. Um, I was doing air quotes there, um, but uh, I mean, what what what's the opinion on? hashtags because i know f- from doing my my work with bots um i know hashtags don't really matter um if, if you want to search for a word or like a key phrase it doesn't need to be a hashtag it will just find it regardless so um i i, I find the sort of hashtags a bit redundant in twitter now but um I'm, well i guess for for some things like uh, black lives matter of course very important you know hashtag to follow um but for other things code newbie 100 days of code um things like that it's it, it's it's less so because it's it's like a very what's the word for it like beaten 
<laughs> a, a road well traveled sort of hashtag. I used to, I used to, I used to like uh, use hashtags a lot because obviously uh, I saw that I get more people, so I I reach more people with that. And with my stuff, I I just want to like this is the purpose. I just want to reach more people, so more people yeah. see what I think and uh, uh, engage if they want. Yeah. So uh, this is the like the the paramount purpose of that. But uh, lately, I've been using it less and less uh, because I started to see that like at some point, just the engagement is the same, which which you have like with a uh, hundred days of code tweets without. Yeah. Yeah. And then I only include those 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 thingies, uh, the hashtags, only when I really target that particular audience. So if I have a tweet which is like designed for people who are probably browsing through the hashtag, like really code newbies, uh, then I would probably use the hashtag. If it's like really an advice which is targeted at those. If it's something like really super white, then probably I wouldn't use that hashtag. I'm also hashtags to highlight the word. So for example, if you want to highlight like JavaScript in the middle of the sentence, could be quite nice. Uh, doesn't bring you anything because like JavaScript, for example, doesn't get retweeted or followed or uh, liked by the bots usually, uh, but still gives you a nice uh, look of the tweet and the feel. There, there uh, is a reason behind the hashtag as well. This is uh, something the Twitter gurus don't want you to know. This is our best secret. <laughs> Uh, if you use a hashtag, you get quick engagement from bots like likes, likes and retweets, and it's more likely to show the uh, tweet in other people's feed. I don't think uh, anybody uses it because it's so useful and they want to share their unrelated tweet with 100 days of code. So, And by the way, I was joking with the first part. Um, so I think that's why they use the hashtag. And I, I'm the first to admit that's why I use it when I use it. Of course, some of my tweets are related. So for example, if I say I liked a non-tech book, I don't use the 100 days of code. But if you uh, tweet something related to uh, coding, that brings quick engagement. And quick engagement makes it more likely for your tweet to show in other people's feed. So now, sorry for the hashtag getting spammed after saying this. Uh, can we I just guess. look at uh, Danny Thompson's question here? He says, when I was learning to code, I was looking for inspiration in those hashtags. So when I do it, I think of my previous self. Danny, I always think of my previous self as well. When I write anything, I always think of that 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 past me, also future me, um, but past me, how would I have felt looking for that thing? So that that's why I leave stuff out there. Uh, especially on Twitter, but mainly my, my, my blog now. Um, so he says, uh, when I was learning to code, I was looking for inspiration for those hashtags. So when I do it, I think of my previous self, absolutely. That is, uh, that is it. Almost like I'm telling myself, this is for me. Exactly. So um, maybe I should have read the whole question before I actually uh, started pontificating about it. But um, <laughs> uh, yes, if, if there's any, any if there's, ever anything I find useful, which, you know, I was like, ah, oh, T-I-L, today I learned. Um, I, I always share it on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if, if it warrants me doing a write-up on it as well, absolutely do that. So, um, but I, I, I'm not sure of the sort of, I'm guessing if you add a hashtag to it, 
it's always going to be in that field. So when someone comes back to it, yeah, 30, 30, 25, and they're going through all these archives, they go, ah, this is an interesting piece of information here. Um, And I guess it will be grouped with that hashtag. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a a good thing to to do. it. That's a good purpose for it, I guess. Uh, I just think people sometimes abuse the hashtag. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I also used hashtags when I started. I was uh, I was using the 100 Days of Code, Code Newbie, Development, Tech. I was using all of those hashtags. Web but, dev, dev. Yeah, dev, web dev, all that kind of stuff, like technology, development. Uh, but then when I was around probably, uh, I don't know, around 2,000 followers or something like that, I kind of said, well, I'm, I need to stop this. So I stopped using hashtags altogether. And the only, the only tweets I use hashtags, and not always, uh, is when I share a tip, and it's just to highlight if it's JavaScript, HTML, or CSS. That's the only thing. I never put the hundred days of code or code newbie or whatever. But I just feel like if the tweet, like Kathleen mentioned, if the tweet is not mentioned or directed into technology, don't use those hashtags because yeah. people, if people click the hashtag. They're they're waiting for to find like kind of technology development a journey whatever but it's related with the hundred days of code. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I've stopped using it. I mean, uh, I think this goes back to what Dimitri was saying: is if you want to get a bit of engagement, use that hashtag. I mean, uh, not in not in just like you know buy my book. Uh, Mark, you haven't plugged your book today. Uh, you've got to plug your book um but not not in not in that sort of fashion but um just if you want to get uh, a bit more engagement to it then um i don't know you sort of use it and you think you know it, if it's directed at that audience then fine but if it's just for like uh, a cheap bit of engagement then you know shame on you but if everyone does it sort of thing so um yeah. Uh, and I think it was going back to what you, what you said earlier, Telmo. It's just like, you know, your, your conscience wins out. It's like, I can't, I can't just keep using these all the time because it doesn't feel right that I'm, I'm doing it. And, you, you know, you, you just want to get back to being, or, or you know, just, just posting stuff which you feel you need to post and uh, being authentic in that fashion. But if there's something which you feel that sort of community needs to, to know, then absolutely do that. Um, so sh- shamelessly, I, w- I will say that I've done it in the past and um, you don't get the engagement you're after. If it's something which is unrelated to uh, people starting out, then th- they're not going to engage with it anyway. They're just going to scroll past it. Think that's, that's not related to what I want it to do anyway. So um, y- y- you need to sort of um, find that balance of, you know, is it is it for that hashtag or isn't it? So um it goes back to what Caitlin was saying at the beginning. You just shouldn't spam everything with hashtags. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Sorry. I, I'm going to be honest. I, it took me a while to realize uh, the retweets and the likes were coming from bots. <laughs> every time I use the hashtag, I was like, whoa, people are really liking every time I use hashtag. Then I actually, but I never clicked to see like who is retweeting, who is liking the content. I never actually clicked. Uh, and when yeah. I did, I realized, all right, this is bots. <laughs> so, uh, 
James Mark, Tucker you've got a good question from uh, James Tucker here, yeah. Yeah, not a question, a, a comment. Um, when James started on Twitter, he felt like he was talking to a wall. I think everyone uh, that starts on Twitter feels like that. And he says that hashtags felt like they were the only way to get uh, to get his content being seen by others. Um, it's the gateway drug. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the gateway <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I think you should use hashtags when you start. I mean, it's a good way to put your content out there. Out there. It's just if you put like a tweet that has 30 words, but you use 40 hashtags, it's just, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I just don't look at that tweet. If the tweet has like three, yeah. four hashtags, it's fine. I mean, there's no issue with that. But yeah, I, I think hashtag is something that a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate them it's pretty much I it i think with twitter you have to specifically uh buy into that hashtag yeah. um but i know on platforms like linkedin if you say oh i like x y and z hashtag um it's not like you're following it but uh well, sorry you follow a hashtag and then posts from other people who have tagged with that hashtag will show up in your feed uh unlike twitter where you have to specifically go and search on that hashtag um so th there's a bit of a, a a difference there so th they are incredibly useful for things like that um and uh, i think i've still got like 100 days ago saved search under a hashtag so um it's 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 it's, it's a good thing to have so right just sounds like I'm totally contradicting myself, but, um, you know, uh, I think the, the consensus is, and from James's his question here, is that you should use it to, to sort of make those initial connections and engagements with people. Um, but obviously there, there's a balance in that as well. Um, it's not to just be spamming a load of hashtags, you know, you get some engagement from. So, yeah maybe something around you know it's all about balance just like life i guess <laughs> yeah danny commented um like his secret or the secret to twitter if you want your content to be seen and if you want to be noticed on twitter you have to do one thing i think we mentioned it earlier before uh, shortly just comment comment on other posts but add uh, add value to the conversation so like that people start that's what twitter's for though yeah start with getting interest <laughs> but yeah it's misused in many ways twitter so yeah, this so is what this it's is... supposed to be what Danny's yeah. talking about but often it's like not at all that yeah i mean it's a, it's a very good point and a lot of people just think that they can um just post something out and add a load of hashtags to it get a load of in engagement and not actually engage with the uh the, the people and i think what danny was saying if you comment on someone else's um just be interested and involved in the community basically um is, is what you need to be doing so um uh I think that means is what what Danny's saying is people who just like post like just just like wang out one two hundred and fifty character tweet and then that's it. Um, knowing it, you know, people might engage with it, but they don't really tweet back. They just want people to see that tweet, 
and, and and don't really care about anything other than you know this is what i'm saying and i don't really care about your opinion and what you have to say about it that's that's just going to harm your engagement i guess isn't it really so i think what dan is saying is just get in on the conversation <laughs> not just your one yeah. everyone I else's I conversation as well i guess many people are jumping on the on the conversations just because they know this tip and they understand that this could bring them something and still they are focused on vanity metrics and they are not not adding something useful or something that would lead the conversation somewhere they would other like just be trolls and start hating people or they would just add something like yeah fun lol ruffle etc and the, 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 whole, the whole tip the whole tip is like you just have to comment when you are honestly feeling like you want to comment and you you feel like it's just adding something meaningful it shall be meaningful always like the if it's not like gif gifs are fine in any case like if you just want to post a gif and answer to something as long as you add your alt tags you need this to is, add your alt tags yeah. everyone i've been doing that lately yeah this, better at that. this for sure but other than that just post meaningful things i love i love um uh, those accounts that come to my tweets if i say uh and if you guys uh are following me you know that i joke a lot uh i can I can actually kind of tweet something uh, that it's clearly a joke, but someone was going to take it serious. And the, I love those accounts that come and just tweet, uh, reply to my tweet saying, no, that's it. <laughs> I love those. It's like, no, what? Like if you, uh, like Dimitri was, was saying, like, uh, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I can argue. Uh, I love con constructive criticism. Um, just like if it's no explain me why tell me why and um one thing that scott said like it's the engagement and i think that's really important uh, i was when i started back in january i was following around uh, 500 accounts and like after probably a week i unfollowed most of them and they were all like big uh influencers if you can call them influencers if you want um because mainly because of that because i was replying to their tweets and i was i wasn't getting like Get anything any, back yeah exactly so yeah. why why do i bother like following someone when i try to add some value to their tweets and i and i'm not getting like uh, like a reply or something uh so yeah i kind of dropped all those big followers accounts I have to add on on that, like the the other point, which is like pretty something that uh, flows well from from Talmus point. Like if you are engaging with people and uh, you see that those people are not interested in engaging with you, then just don't pursue that. Like Twitter is is a place where you can and have to build connections. Connections connections shall be like solid. They shall be uh, fruitful for both parties. Uh, if they bring you joy, it's already like bigger part of the equation. So, like, if you want to be friends with somebody, try to be friends with somebody. If you are polite and if you are if you are having good intentions, if it doesn't work out, just leave it out. Find some other people. There are like people for all the people in the world, which can connect. 
this so is let's just appreciate that this uh this this whole uh show podcast was was put together by by mark and i we've never read we've never met in person um same with everyone else on 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 here um so i mean this is the thing if we didn't talk to each other then yeah we wouldn't be doing this like from different countries connected build something together this is how it shall be Hmm. somehow you align and if you are not aligned with somebody just stop find the person that you can align to yeah i think tomo was saying as well if, if you don't get the engagement then you know, there's there's no point in pursuing it, is there really? Yeah. Oh, we have a question here from um, Zidane the dancer. The dancer. How useful are Twitter threads compared to normal tweets? I, I think I, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think I say. Has, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think they are very useful because you can share more context and you can share more information. In the past, I didn't like them and I don't like them in the sense that when you go on mobile view and you go into someone's account, you see all the tweets messed up. If you go into the desktop view, everything is fine because they are uh, in the order you posted them. But other than that, they are very useful and full of information. You get uh, more context of what that person is talking about. And I've seen that the trend starting with Twitter threads, which is the only trend I like to be honest, because people uh, people try to share as much information as possible. And it's very useful for new people and not even for new people, for all of us, because I learn something new every time. They don't get um, as much engagement, maybe because it's uh, more work to read all the tweets and make the connection and everything but they are more useful and in the long term it's gonna pay because um, you you dump out quality stuff uh, and you provide value so from my side the threads uh, are a big yes and very useful i'm I'm gonna say that i don't like threads (laughs) (laughs) i think like that i like the challenge of putting Everything I want to say just in 240 characters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, every time I see a thread, I don't do it, uh, to be honest. Uh, but every time I see a thread, for some reason, I have the tendency to actually click. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, it might be, I'm curious to know what's the rest of the thread. But I usually don't kind of miss a thread just by scrolling. If I see a thread... I usually open it and I see all the other tweets that uh, are part of that thread. And like Kathleen said, they're really useful. Usually when people like start sharing like resources, um, if you kind of categorize the resources, like this is design tools, this is development tools, here's books, here's tutorials, etc. Uh, they're really useful, especially for beginners. Yeah. The question is how uh, engaging is the first tweet? <laughs> Like if it's intriguing, you click on it and you want to know more about it and maybe you, you learn more and you keep going. But uh, if it's not that intriguing, it's, yeah. you might it's, a spillover. it's a spillover and it's a conversion. Like if, if the, the first tweet is really like huge, then like you will have probably like 10%, 10%, 10% on every other one, probably. Usually it's like that. Yeah. Especially, I, if, especially if the threat is numbered and if it's not like completely different opinions. 
Like if it's a list of something, probably people will not go through every other tweet from this thread. That's why I always, uh, I'm also not a big fan of the threads. I'm gonna be honest, I don't actually engage with the first tweet uh, because I kind of treat, uh, treat threads as, uh, for instance, a link. And you guys might know, like if you share a link on your first tweet, you don't get that much engagement. Uh, I didn't know this. I, uh, I only picked this up from Caitlin uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I didn't know yeah. this. So it makes sense. So, this, so, so if you 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 tweet like uh, a tweet with a link, uh, let's kind of look at the flow of the user. The user looks at the tweet, opens the link, checks the content. It's not going to retweet or like or anything. Like it, you have people that do it, but you don't have as much engagement as a tweet with just text, for instance. Because most of the people can just open the link and they forget about yeah. coming back or liking or retweeting, etc. So what you're saying, it should be like uh, like market insights where you have like a whole massive wall of text and then at the bottom, it's like buy my book sort of thing. Yeah, you, and can, you, have that at the you end. can put that on the second tweet. You can so we still have plugged your bookmark. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's uh, time to plug Mark's book. Yeah, Since you are starting to mark.dev slash book and you learn how to be a developer in 10 days. Yeah, like like a Java grifter. Yeah. Did you learn from him? <laughs> no. The one and only. Don't get me started on Java grifter. <laughs> I guess I guess Kathleen can talk probably a little more about like putting the links on the second tweet because he's done that before. I never done it. I know I believe it's efficient, but I never done it. Uh, probably Kathleen can share like his experience. Yeah, I'm just uh, replying to this on Twitter. I just took a print screen of the question. So my idea is why not do both? For example, you can provide just enough information in threads. You don't have to create like. 40 threads. I've seen some people creating uh, threads with 40 tweets and something like that. I will never read that. And I bet 90% of the people will not read it. For me, in the worst case, I'm going to 10 tweets in a thread and even then it's too much. So what I, what I do, I provide just enough information in the threads to make someone interesting or interested or to get the main idea. And in the last uh, tweet, I add the link to my blog post or whatever that is for more detailed information and it seems to work well so far but we will see so you can do both in answer to baran's question okay yeah we have another question from annie leo how about twitter meme trends well i love these men i love these men <laughs> yeah. francesco started them they are the they are so yeah. funny. I love them so much. I always laugh. I didn't see such a meme and not so laugh. They are amazing. Yeah. Same here. Those memes are always great. Yeah. It's good to have a bit of levity in uh, your feed. And uh, I love yeah. Francisco stuff. What I find is that Francisco is really fast doing the memes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the other day Stas said something like, "We need a man for this," and in less than probably a minute, Francesco had a man tweet. I guess it was Danny's face, something like that. Uh, actually, actually, he said something on the lines of, um, "Rate the speed, not the quality," or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I love the memes. It's a good trend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is here. 
Francesco is here. <laughs> Hi, Francesco. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the meme what? god himself. You can't, the meme you can't, you can't post memes in the uh, YouTube chat, so sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to um, circle a little bit back the conversation to um, the benefits we all can get from uh, using Twitter well as a developer. There are some aspects of it, like self-documentation, exchanging ideas, um, keeping up with things and uh, getting to know more things in, in your field. Um, I think we should Making yourself accountable as well. About this. What did you say, Scott? I said it's just about making yourself accountable. I'm just saying for like the 100 days of code thing, 100 days yeah. of code thing. So carry on. Um, I mean, uh, from my experience, um, the benefits, I mean, it was pretty good to get to know like all of you guys and like seeing all your contents, etc. I mean, that's kind of inspiring. Uh, kind of seeing that many people interested on what I'm sharing is also like exciting, uh, which kind of, uh, it's kind of a snowball. So you create content, you see that people are actually engaging and liking. So you, you end up creating more content, etc. And um, I haven't been helping a lot of people lately, but when I actually started, I mean, I had, I helped a lot of people um, like with uh, free, free code camp uh, on Udemy. Um, I mean, it's, it's exciting seeing like people getting exciting with, with with something that I actually started like 13 years ago. Uh, something that now it doesn't say like much, but it's it kind of takes me back. So it's it's exciting to all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, if you use well your audience, uh, you can you can build kind of a career or a business out of. Um, everyone that follows you so that's a good segue actually oh telmo telmo's gone um so that is a good segue though into um sort of building uh i mean we're, we're, we're talking about um making it something which is you know you being authentic and um selling selling yourself basically but how do you make that as something which um is is profitable for you is like a revenue stream and uh you know sorry sorry to uh, jump yeah. in here but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just writing uh, an ebook on this i got several opportunities i cannot talk about right now both paid and for free and i'm going to share them soon and in the book six months ago i just started my job and now it feels incredible to have like paid gigs uh to be to be part of communities and this is not bragging or things like that because i'm no special everybody can do this i'm just an average developer and person not a smart ass so that's why I'm, that's why i'm uh, writing this ebook you can really uh, you can really get great, great things from uh, twitter from blogging from being uh, from being on social media, it just depends how you use your time on social media platforms and what's your purpose. But 
you can uh, you can make a great career out of this and i think it's an important step step if not crucial for people that want to go freelancing you you the truth is that you you need to network and you need to know how to sell yourself not always the persons with the best skills uh, get the job or the gig or things like that it's just how you market yourself excellent okay so um i mean i mean fantastic um and you are right i guess um and it is about making the, the those those connections with other people um so uh <laughs> plugging a book um so I, I was going to segue into mark's book just before you started talking there caitlin but <laughs> you've got a book to sell as well so that's fantastic um uh and i guess um uh oh, I, don't, I don't know i'm going with this really it's just that um people are there's this there's always this balance of you know um how do i do this quickly what's the best way to do this how do i get internet famous basically and um <laughs> it's basically it and um it, it i think it a lot of the time it just boils down to like what you're saying is just being yourself and, and engaging with people and um having that conversation and uh, congratulations on your speaking gig at um was it git nation caitlin uh, you uh, had that recently it it was to js nation but actually i had JS a nation, yeah. zoom room on career building tips thank you yeah uh, so congratulations on that and i'm guessing that came your thank you. that came your way via um twitter as well um yeah, everything uh, came my way because of Twitter and my blog. And I'll talk uh, more about this uh, really soon because without exaggerating, it's uh, kind of life-changing for me, not because of the money, because I'm not going to get rich. Uh, this is because of the connections I made and the opportunities I got. So if you use social media the right way, it can really change your life for the better or for the worse, depending how you use it. <laughs> yeah fantastic that's that's uh very poignant thank you uh yes uh, but i also think um besides uh making connections and getting opportunities from outside it's uh twitter is a great tool to self-document so you you put stuff out there or you even try to teach someone something with some little tweets or threads or whatever and um, before you know it, you, you teach yourself something by teaching someone else something. That's how it always works. Like you, you want to make a blog post and you always have to re yeah. research something. So you always come out smarter than before and you add value to someone's uh, journey. I think th that's, I do it way not enough self-documenting my stuff because I think it uh, it's one of the best things on Twitter or in, in general as a developer you you write your things so or you, you publish whatever it is you're doing and it helps you and as a nice side effect it helps someone else as well yeah so there is a saying about the also by the nature 
also by the nature of Twitter uh, and the limit of the of the letters uh, and symbols, you just teach yourself to be short and on point. This is something that uh, probably not not everybody is even understanding when they are writing on Twitter. But after some time, it's really like you start to think faster and better and in more concise and logical way. So this is this is the, like a huge side effect that you get from consistently posting on Twitter. Yeah. Also, what I found is um, I use Twitter as my main source of uh, news in my field. So what's going on in web, de web development? What new tools are there? New frameworks, whatever. It, it all comes from Twitter. <laughs> Maybe because I hang out there all day long. <laughs> um, no, like by the way. I had, uh, when, I, when I've been starting with the Twitter, I thought this is a platform, like some dying platform from the US, which is like, uh, has no use at all, but only after spending some time on it, I understood that it's one of the biggest tech communities, whatever you speak about, whether it be development, whether it be uh, some uh, tech products, right? Some tech startups, everything is on Twitter. And this is the place where people are doing the PR for the for all these kinds of products and stuff yeah. and that's why this is the right place to be if you want to hang out among those people so it comes as a side effect with the job opportunities connections right connections uh and maybe some ideas maybe some technologies in use like mark said but twitter like this is this is the single point that probably every developer must know twitter is huge for developers like if you want to uh, get into development get into twitter for sure, because it will just bring more positive aspects to you than negative. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, absolutely, but um, a lot of people aren't that, that talkative as well. Um, I, I guess it's um, uh, it, it's always good to be a lurker on Twitter as well. You pick up loads of stuff. Um, and oh, what Mark said, you you always get to know the next trend, the the, the new hotness. Um, but it can be a, a bad thing at the same time. Um, so if you just read Twitter for your tech news, you would uh, believe that the whole industry was all running on GraphQL and serverless. Um, but that's that's not really the truth because. You know, there's still sort of three three quarters of the internet which runs on WordPress and uh, PHP and stuff like that. So it's um, uh, it is a bubble, and but it's a good bubble, and you get a lot of information from it. Uh, but but the, there's there's also um, there's there's other stuff out there as well. Basically, so what I'm trying to say is that um, I, this is how I took it was that. Everything that was done on there was how everything was done, but um, there's obviously other ways of doing thing, things. So um, it's it's quite easy to get roped in to that sort of thing, but you should you should be aware of uh, other factors as well. So although it's great and um, there's so much interesting stuff out there, so many interesting people. Um, it's not the be all and end all. Yeah, is what, is what I'm trying to say here. Definitely, you have to like you have to filter out, and this is something which is probably um, 
could be harmful for the uh, beginner developers and beginner people who yeah. are just entering tech. Uh, yeah. For sure, like this is this is the point that I 100% agree on. Like, if somebody would come to the to the Twitter and they would just start learning some HTML and JavaScript, uh, they would probably be pressured into like, okay, I'm I'm not learning GraphQL, I'm I'm not learning React, or I'm I'm not learning the CSS and in JS. Uh, am I doing something wrong? And this is something that, that people should also know. Uh, this is the first thing. And the second thing, not everything that people post on Twitter is genuine and even makes sense. Some people <laughs> will just post things that completely don't make sense. They would just lead you wrong direction, but you never know because you're just entering the industry. And this is the problematic part. And this is something that the community should tackle, I guess. Uh, so it shall help filtering out the stuff. Uh, I remember there was some, some tweet, like, I can't remember exactly who was that. It was some guy. He, he just tweeted something like, did you know that you could do blah, blah, blah in JavaScript? Uh, and, and he got like probably 150 replies in an hour. Like, wow, I never knew it. So cool. I will use it. Wow. Amazing. Only like probably five or six people just wrote to him, no, JavaScript doesn't have this functionality. And after some hour, he wrote that it was an experiment where he tried to prove that he has followers, he has engagement, he has like lots of people uh, seeing his Twitch. And then after all, he just posted some bullshit. Everybody bought it. And basically that was it. Yeah, but uh, which, which, would you follow that person really after after learning that? Um, I mean, with that thing as well, this comes back to sharing your knowledge, and you know uh, that, that that the best way to to learn is to teach. And then you're giving out this information to people who are looking up to you, um, you know, because you know you've got some authority on on Twitter as. Um, as someone who shares relevant information and then you just um this goes back to the engagement thing i guess where you just post some bullshit thing just to get a bit of engagement and then um turns out it's like oh actually that that wasn't actually true and then a lot of people will actually see that bit afterwards where um you know he says that's not true it was me winding you up uh pulling your leg or whatever um, and then this person is now being misled and doesn't really understand, you know, they've got this, this sort of misconception of uh, the, the, the thing they're talking about. So uh, as developers, I, I think everyone sort of, um, you, you, you sort of um, develop this sixth sense as it were for, for bullshit and you, you can sort of see stuff and you just think, well, this person is just you know, talking crap but then this is after a while you've been sort of conditioned to it, but then people are new coming into it and they're looking up to this person. That's just not a very responsible thing to do. So um, I don't think I'd ever do that. Just try to think about my previous tweets. Now. Have I ever done anything like that? I don't think I have. <laughs> also, all, many people are also like uh, quite redundant in starting teaching and starting sharing stuff. So they just consume stuff on Twitter and they don't want to create. Why? Because they fear to teach people wrong. And these are conceptually two different things. 
if you are trying to share your stuff, for example, like Catalin, he's junior developer, but he's sharing his stuff and he's super helpful to other junior developers on his level, right? And you shouldn't be afraid of teaching somebody wrong. But if you are like positioning yourself as an expert and you're teaching expert stuff and you are passing bullshit to people, this is a completely different story. Because if Catalin would just teach somebody something wrong just because he wasn't 100% sure about that, but he still wanted to help those people to know this stuff. This is one thing. And this is totally fine because everybody makes mistakes on every level. Yeah. This, this, this shall not cancel your possibility to teach or to share stuff. But if you are positioning yourself as the, like, I don't know, leader, expert, whatever, and you are teaching wrong things, this is, this is bad. And this yeah, shall not... I, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would ever do that, um, is, is position myself as as an expert in, in anything, just because of, of that reason. I, I will happily uh, take, uh, you know, people correcting me just so I could learn. Um, you know, now I've done it the wrong way. Uh, and I always sort of, you know, welcome that. Um, and I think uh, there's uh, Sean Wang who said, uh, you can learn so much online just for the price of your ego. So, um, to, to just, um, which basically means it, it, if, um, if, if you're willing to accept that you could be wrong, then you will learn a whole lot more than just being, you know, I'm the authority on this and this is how it should be. Uh, which is, it's not a great mindset to have, I, I think, especially in, uh, development. Yeah. What I also found is, um, that sometimes, people conceive you as an expert even though you're you don't say you are and you don't even think you are like yeah like for example i got this book deal to write a book on vue.js but i i don't feel like i'm an expert on vue.js i like vue.js i pronounce publicly that i love it i share some tips but i don't know if i am an expert on the matter i don't know i maybe know like half of it what is there to know uh so and i think that comes from like if you have 10k above followers people start to think that you know what you're talking about but <laughs> what if you don't i think that's the uh, the, the universal truth of um i remember uh, I remember there was like some something really strange like uh, going on on Twitter, like people saying, okay, like I, I, I experienced this myself, like Dimitri is an expert Python developer. And I was like, come on, I haven't written more than like 200 lines of Python in my life. How <laughs> am I an expert? Or somebody saying, yeah, he's a JavaScript developer. And that person is writing in script. They have never written anything in JavaScript. And people just assume facts and they can like do this, like exactly like Mark said, they could just place an expert label on somebody just because they have followers. And yeah. you could be an expert on technology that you have no clue about yeah. and not an expert. Yeah. In influence, yeah. isn't it? Influence, yeah. I guess. Yeah, there's a great meme about this that I should share. <laughs> so uh, I think yeah. that's, that's a, a good point. Um, is a lot of web developers will say, uh, I think it's like a universal truth, is no one really knows what they're doing. 
and um, nope. <laughs> it's all just uh I, I can absolutely say i'm the only thing i can say i'm an expert is by unshading myself <laughs> that's the only thing i can easily manage to like do i know what i'm kind of copy pasting <laughs> no absolutely no idea it's working it is yeah. well if it works it works i think there's a good point about copy pasting code um, I built my career on Yeah, this. and if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it, if, if it needs to go into something important, then I guess you should put some time into understand, uh, understanding what it does. But it's the whole um, yeah, absolutely. The whole weighing up of things. It's like, this needs to be done by the end of today. It does the thing I need it to do. Done. Um, <laughs> over, um, uh, you know, actually spending the time. And then... And then you can tell one of the most uh, famous developer lies to yourself. Yeah, I'll just refer to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good one as well from, uh, I think Caitlin posted it. It's, uh, oh, finish with that bug. And it shows you like a GIF of you closing down like 30 <laughs> odd browser tabs. Uh, <laughs> that is how uh, every sort of uh, bug is solved. <laughs> it's just drilling into to Google and uh, you know many many Stack Overflow answers um, and just cobble bits together. Yeah, from I mean to do a thing. Google, Google is a great friend, right? Because uh, in my previous job, I was hired as a Ruby on Rails um, developer, and I I had built applications with Ruby on Rails, but I was not like I didn't know a lot of it. And I was the only developer there. So I actually had to Google stuff. I had no one saying, look, uh, we're like the, um, the code structure is this. Uh, this is the code stack. This is something. This is X. That's why uh, it was pretty much this is the application. Now we need this done. All right. So you actually need to Google stuff. <laughs> and I think it's one of the most important things a developer can have is know how to Google things. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm getting out of topic, sorry. Yeah. Back to Twitter. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, we talked a lot about um, how great Twitter is and how you can grow your following. And But there's like a, a little dark side to all of that. Like there's downsides of creating a big following. Um, is there any? I would know anything? about that. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Where should I, I, get I know started? from some of us who suffered from this, but uh, I want to know about uh, Scott and Dimitri as well. Um, I, 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 I can't really comment on that. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't really think I have a, a massive following. So. Um, I don't really think it's something which is um, um, something I've I've experienced too much of uh, of, a, of a downside to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know some people would would always get jumped on for anything they post, and that can be can be can be quite detrimental to to what you want to do, what you want to share. Like uh, I know Danny, and I know you, Mark, of. Been on the sort of uh, negative side of that, but it's um, uh, I've not really experienced it myself, so I, I, I can't really comment about it. So 
I'll, I'll leave it to um, to everyone else, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, right. the thing is, uh, um, once you get like more followers, people start just um, taking your tweets out of context and misrepresenting it for something else. So there are people that I don't know if they are bored or envious or whatever, and they just have nothing else to do to just be there all day long, looking through your tweets and finding something that could be misrepresented in some way. Like the other day I, I tweeted something like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. And someone said like, what? Did you mean Muslims? I'm going to unfollow you. Like, <laughs> how? How did, how did you turn that conversation to me being a racist? And th this is something that, that I wanted to comment on. Basically, uh, one huge downside of having the bigger following than probably, I don't know. I don't even know what to consider big following, right? For myself, I already consider that it's quite big for me. Uh, but the one big downside that I experience is I have to filter out the thoughts before tweeting it. Before it was like it was free exchange between me and the world. So I, I had some idea, I had some thought, I will just spit it out on the Twitter and that would be it. Now I have to think about it, I have to tweet it, I have to check it five times if I'm not offensive to anybody, right? And this is like this is super huge and big topic. I don't yeah. think it shall be like that. Of course, you have to be politically correct always. Like you shouldn't offend anybody, but when you are tweeting something like I don't negotiate with terrorists and then being attacked because you like, I don't know, have something against Muslims, come on. It wasn't there in the tweet. And this is something that you could already like assume. Probably this is the topic I shouldn't tweet about. And this is like, yeah. I consider it wrong because like you have to exchange freely with uh, with the people that, that want to feel authentic you because otherwise it's again it's it's becoming you're like you're getting stuck you're being blocked by some like frame and then this frame dictates what you tweet this is this is not optimal as i would see it. and this is a huge downside for me for the for the bigger follower yeah i agree i feel the same like um i always try to as you say analyze the tweets and um can it be like misinterpreted in some way but there are like so many things you have to take care of nowadays that it's so easy to make a tweet that offends somebody out there and i don't know if we should be more careful tweeting or if we should maybe just not care because you will always offend someone that's where i'm a little bit stuck myself like should I do a better screening of my tweets? Like even thinking like, is it offensive to this, to that, to the other? And then after 15 minutes, okay, now maybe I can tweet it. And then either way, someone comes out from some corner. Oh, this is offensive to me. Yeah, I, I don't know how to sort of handle this, but it is a downside of having uh of having a built-up uh, following. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everyone, and that's a fact. Um, I mean, 
I sh- if I share kind of a JavaScript tip, and this happened like a lot, and it kind of puts you down into sharing more stuff because you start thinking like, all right, I don't want to deal with this. So uh, I, how can, can I kind of avoid this? You can avoid that by not sharing tips. Uh, I got a lot of, if you share a tip saying like, uh, do you know if you use uh, arrow function, you can just like put the function in one liner? And there's always someone coming, replying, saying, no, that's wrong. No, it's not. I mean, in my opinion, it's a matter of taste. You, I mean, you write your functions wherever the way you want. But some, someone saying like, yeah, writing a one-liner function is wrong. It's not, it's not um, user-friendly. It's not readable. It's not, I mean, all right. I'm not, I'm not saying the other way. <laughs> I'm just saying like, do you know you can do it? So you can't please everyone. And, and if you think about it, it's just a simple JavaScript tip. I'm not offending anyone. I'm just trying to share some knowledge for some people that might not know that you can do it. Absolutely. Um, this is already city. Like I remember when Chris was uh, posting the tweet when somebody like he was just offering tutorials for free, uh, the YouTube ones or on, or on his platform, and somebody was criticizing his VS Code theme. I mean, this is just toxic already. This is not. This is not okay. This is not even offending somebody. This is just toxic people trolling you. And that should be ignored, as for me. First of all, if they don't have real info, and this is not to discard anyone, but everyone is brave under a fake profile photo and fake name and things like that. I understand that not many, not uh, everyone feels uh, comfortable to use their personal details. But if somebody targets me who doesn't use a uh, real information, I straight away mute it or block it. And I do this uh, even in cases when people uh, with real details are uh, uh, are coming after me. You, you cannot please everybody like Telmo said, and the way to failure is to try to please everyone. If you post negative things, people will, oh, some people won't like it. If you post positive uh, things, some people won't like it. If you post JavaScript, some people won't like it. If you post Java, some people won't like it. And the list can go on. So as long as you you didn't do something wrong, uh, don't, don't waste time uh, changing people's opinion because you can't and it's a waste of time everybody believes what they want to believe uh, i learned uh, through the hard way i w- i was in some twitter fights it's just not worth it uh, i just ignore it and and move on you'll always uh, you'll always offend somebody even in real life some people won't like you just because it's you some people will love you just because it's you why waste time with people who don't like you just focus on people that like you people you like have a great time and and move on as long as you don't do some harmful shit. Great words. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, I'm going to have to leave it for this evening now. So um, Before we go, can I ask something? Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go. I'm not sure if we're finishing yet, Mark, are we? Or? All right. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, you, you go ahead and we keep going a little bit more. Okay. So just, just, okay. just Scott, thanks. Oh. I just want to ask Dimitri to show that pan skill is doing over there. Uh, <laughs> That's quite impressive, dude. 
<laughs> no, it's it's like it's pretty basic fan spinning. It's like no, it's not. It's not something that look, that's super look. fast. <laughs> doesn't work. Oh, no, I think that I, I'm doing it since uh, like I don't know five years already. So Jeez, that's I have I have some I have some skills, but it's still it's like super basic. Like that's the, amazing. Japanese guys or Japanese guys, they are like yeah. It's, it's I, I see you on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Yeah, I think on. we so, we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you awesome. so much, everyone, thank for you. joining us. It has been a wonderful session, and um, awesome. yeah, I, I think I will see you all around on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having us. Thank you yeah. very much for having us, and looking forward to more content from you. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay, great. Okay, okay so right. Thank uh, you. also also goodbye to uh, to the audience on the uh, YouTube and on uh, the podcast later on. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>